Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So we have another listener story. Woo-hoo! You guys are the best. Starts off. Hi, beautiful ladies. Wanted to share my Ouija board story. Don't yell at me, but yes, (laughs) I have a Ouija board that we keep under our coffee table, and I've used a few times. This particular experience, I convinced my husband to do it with me. I'm proud to say that in our our seven years together, I have slowly converted him to my level of creepiness, LOL. (laughs) So, after a few drinks one night, we decided to first sage the area, and then Ouija it up. We sat down on our living room floor, and my husband's eyes widened as the planchette started to move. We asked if there were any spirits in the room and immediately got a name, P-A-T, Pat. I gulped. The only person in my whole life who has ever went by Pat is my, my best friend's mom, Patricia. Let me also add, my BFF is the only other person that has used a Ouija board with me, and her mom has never come through before. However, my friend had just gone through a hard divorce. So if that wasn't clear, my friend's mom was coming through. Whoa. Did not expect that considering she passed about 11 years ago. So P-A-T is spelled out. I then asked why she is there. E-T-H-A-N. Ethan, my godson, her grandson. Whoa. I proceeded to ask, how can we help Ethan, my friend's son? The planchette moves... F-I-X-E-D-D-Y. Well, Eddie is friends with my ex-husband. Plot twist, he's also my cousin. So, Pat's mama claws are out, (laughs) y'all. My husband and I at this point are totally baffled. After being totally freaked out but satisfied with our experience, we decided to close out the board and say goodbye. Needless to say, my husband was astonished, LOL. I called my friend the next day. Um, so your mom came through the Ouija board last night. She was so proud and laughing hysterically. Definitely something her mom would say. Cheers to badass moms for sticking up, or that stick up for their daughters. Am I right? I have other stories, but this one is my, is one of my favorites. Love you ladies. Thanks for always making me laugh. Morgan N. I loved it. I know. Thank you so much for writing and we so appreciate it. Thanks, Morgan. And crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Fix Eddie. Can anyone fix Eddie? I don't know. Crazy. I love it. Okay, so I have things that people have seen at other people's houses that they thought was totally normal, but isn't. Okay. I was at a house where someone was in the bathroom, so the kid who lived there went into the back garden, took a shit in the flower bed, and shoveled dirt on top of it. The bathroom was free by the time he'd finished. Yeah. At every meal, my ex's parents would set a plate on the table for their dog. The dog would sit in a chair and eat at the table with the people. (laughs) That sounds kind of cute. It is. I would never do it, but if my dog was trained to sit at the table with us and eat, I might do it. Especially if there's guests. Look what my dog can do. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> they did say at every meal, though. So these people were nuts over their dogs. 
Okay, I went to a sleepover at a girl's house, and her mom was obsessively taking pictures of us all night. At one point, we were watching a movie, and my friend passed out, and her mom, I shit you not, pulled out a huge newscast-type heavy-duty camera and started recording her daughter sleeping for a good five minutes. I have trouble sleeping, so later on, I was on the floor staring at the wall in the dark when I heard a door creak, some footsteps, and then the darkness of the room lit with a sudden flash. I get up just in time to see the door close. I know it was her mom taking pictures of us, and the weirdest part is that it was about 3 a.m., meaning she either set an alarm or just stayed up uh, late waiting. That's weird. That is weird. What the fuck? And those are the most boring pictures I've ever heard of. Yeah, Yeah, that's creepy. Weird. My friend's family walked around nude at home 24-7. My friend invited me over to play Nintendo after school. When we got inside, he stripped down butt-ass naked and went to make a sandwich. And everyone else was naked and loitering. That's so weird. Yeah, no. That's so... I don't know what I would do. I especially if you're a kid yeah. in that situation. Well, yeah. Uh I'd be like, oh, I need to use your phone. I just want to. And I call home. my mommy. I'd be like, go <laughs> get me. Everyone's naked. <laughs> She'd be like, What? <laughs> I'm there in a second. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, I found out my best friend thought that the toilet seat was only for kids. He would straight up sit on the rim of the toilet and poop until I found out when we were in college. We were talking about pooping at other people's houses, and he nonchalantly told me that he cleans the rim spotless before sitting on it. And I was like, hold up. What? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. How uncomfortable is that? Seriously. I, I'm not even going to go there because <laughs> else I get a splashback and all yeah. kinds of stuff. Let's just it's, move on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> when I was around 10, I had a friend whose home had a room that was just filled to the ceiling with trash. And they'd start playing in it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ew. Okay. Next one. I slept over at a friend's house when I was around 10. She was the only girl in her family and had five brothers between the ages of four and 15. Everything about my friend's room was normal, but her brother's room was bizarre. They shared one big room with three bunk beds, each with a mattress, fitted sheet, and a pillow. Nothing else. No top sheets, no blankets, no comforters. And the boys didn't have pajamas. They just slept in the clothes that they had worn that day. Their shirts tucked into their pants and their belts on. The room didn't have a door, and neither did their connected bathroom or their closets. Turned out they were fundamentalist Christians, and their room setup was meant to prevent masturbation. Oh, my God. Wow. What a bunch of assholes. Don't be normal. What the fuck? (laughs) Uh, One of the first times I met my husband's family, I was at their house, and my husband gestured for me to sit down and get comfortable. Well, they had a couple of couches facing each other and a few other chairs. Not knowing the rules, I sat down on one of the couches, which had about 30 medium-sized teddy bears on it. You would have thought I sat down on live bears. My husband's mother and twin brother both visibly reacted as if I had damaged the bears. 
That was when I to was told that the couch was for the bears, only for the bears. And no one was allowed to sit on the bear's couch. And the bears were all wearing little beaded necklaces with their names on them because they were otherwise identical. What? So they had 30 identical medium-sized teddy bears with that had their own couch. And no one was allowed to sit on the bear's couch. And this was her husband's family? Her husband's family. Um, One of the first times she met her husband's family. And did her husband think that was weird? <laughs> I didn't mention the husband. But, oh God, I don't know. Anyway, next one. When I was 18, I went over to a house of the new girl I was dating. And her parents had a giant dildo on the living room shelf next to a collection of Nazi knives. Oh, that's different. <laughs> Apparently, if you did something stupid, you got hit with the dildo. Later, they told me that they found the dildo on the streets of Brooklyn. They assured me that they'd cleaned it really, really well. That's disgusting. Oh, my gosh. And they hit people with it? No. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. If someone touched me oh, with a fucking no. dildo that they found on the street in Brooklyn. Ew. Oh, my gosh. They just need to run. Um, I shared a house with a bunch of people who regularly set their farts on fire. Hmm. I don't know why. They just did. And they weren't even drunk. This was just normal behavior for them. Okay. Wow. I had a friend in high school whose mother was a hoarder. There were little pathways through the house, but it was filled uh, from floor to ceiling with junk. In the hallway to the bedrooms, she had stacked every newspaper she ever got, tied up in bundles... And when I walked down the hallway, my friend cautioned me not to touch the papers because if a row fell, it would take hours for you to dig yourself out. Ugh. I've been in a hoarder house before. It's I, not yeah, pretty. Yeah, you told me. That is insane. Yeah. Uh, the weirdest thing I've seen when is when my friend's mom told him to masturbate later today, just casually, like it was a regular thing they say to, that you say to your kids. He was just like, yeah, sure. What the fuck? We went from people who went overboard to prevent it to mothers being like, make sure you masturbate today. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, I was at my friend's house eating lunch at the dining table when, when the home phone rang. Everyone immediately fell to the floor around me, including the mom and dad, and I was the only one left sitting there, so the dad informed me that I had to answer the phone. I said, hello, Johnson's house, and then held the phone out to their dad, saying, um, it's for you. Everyone laughed, but I was so uncomfortable. The next time the phone rang, I was the fastest one to the floor. Oh, my gosh. And then it says, such a, a fun and loving family. I loved going there. It's still weird. It's weird. I get it. Yeah. Nobody wants to answer the phone. <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather be at someone's house and that happen than their mom telling them to masturbate later. Uh, or getting hit by a dildo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next one, when I was seven, I went to play with a new friend and she asked if I wanted a snack. I said, sure. So we went to, went to their playroom where there was a mini fridge stacked 
with full-size candy. She casually tossed me a pack of Rolos. I marveled at the largest amount of candy I'd ever seen to this day, and the fact that she and her siblings all had free access to it at such young ages. My friend was surprised at my surprise and asked what I kept in my snack fridge. When I told her I didn't have one, she was absolutely gobsmacked at the idea that I didn't have a mini fridge full of candy at my disposal. (laughs) That would be nice. Well, that keeps them from when they do get candy overdoing it yeah because they're like oh yeah yeah it's just normal not a big deal mm-hmm. very true i had a friend whose family lived on a huge property and kept cows for the property tax exemption well once my friend asked me to come by to pick up something and i swear there was a full-size cow chilling on one of their couches in the living room what really nice people though <laughs> oh, God. holy shit that is hilarious <laughs> And Cal's just like, hey, moo. <laughs> yeah, what's up? I'm just chilling on the couch. <laughs> uh, my friend's childhood neighbor's TV was always at 75% volume or higher. They'd literally sit in the living room screaming at each other over the TV on blast. Okay, that's weird. It is weird. Uh, the weirdest thing I've ever seen is someone serving ice cream with their hands. What? Oh my gosh, what? Um, First of all, gross. Yeah. And cold. Yeah. And sticky. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. My friend had nine siblings, and whenever we ate at their house, he would always ask me to protect his food. He literally covered his plate by surrounding it with his arms. His His brothers kept stealing food from the younger ones, and their parents didn't do anything to stop it. It was just normal. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. So you have 10 kids and you just let them act however they want. Great. Yeah. Perfect idea. Uh, once I walked into my girlfriend's living room and out of nowhere, their chocolate lab jumped through an open window from outside and landed on the couch. I just froze and their son was like, oh, yeah, he does that. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a few friends. I went with a few friends to one of their family's houses for a birthday party when I was like 15. After eating, we settled in to watch a horror movie, and I looked around me to find that everyone in that family was sitting in the exact same crisscross applesauce position, slowly rocking back and forth. Ooh, that's creepy. Something about it was extremely creepy. That's creepy. It is. What the uh, let's see. Next one. I saw my friend spit in her house straight on the carpet. I didn't go back. Gross. You? Uh, 15 years ago, I visited a friend in San, Francis- San Francisco, and upon passing by the kitchen, I saw the four-burner gas stove flame on full blast. Nothing was cooking, and there was no vent, and you could literally see a big hole, a burn hole in the ceiling all the way through to the second floor. Turned out they were using their gas stove as a central heating for their whole house. I'm a certified fire safety director, and this almost gave me a heart attack. Yeah. Wow. And this is my last one. I was part of that family. My godmother ran a successful daycare out of her home in the 90s. 
She was a first-generation immigrant from Ireland, and my youngest brothers and I spent a lot of time at her home. Well, when I was about eight years old, she started having me make her favorite drink, gin and tonic. She would drink them all day while running her home daycare. Oh, God. So at age eight, I knew how to mix cocktails, that forks are better for stirring than spoons, and that the large plastic bottles of gin are cheap and low quality. This, was when, this went on for years until my family moved away and she kept her daycare running until she died. I honestly didn't think anything of it until I became a father a few years ago and thought, how the fuck did anyone let her have a daycare? <laughs> this is, and by the way, I once licked my finger early in my daycare bartending career after a few drops of gin splashed on my hand and it was the worst thing I'd ever had in my life. Completely ruined my taste for gin at age eight. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> All right. This week I did people describe the creepiest thing they've seen at the sea. Ooh. Hate the sea. <laughs> my dad and I are fishing off the Florida Keys. We have our anchor out and had been fishing for about an hour. Fifteen minutes later, the boat gets bumped, and we rock a little bit. My dad jokingly saying, looks like Jaws is after us. Better stay away from the edges. Ten seconds after him saying that, the boat begins moving backwards. Oh. We are being towed by our anchor line that's in the water. Whatever has it is now dragging the boat backwards, slowly getting faster. And oh our God. boat is getting pulled under, too. Oh, no. Next thing I hear is, no fucking way. As my dad drops his pole, runs for the front, runs from the front to the back, grabs a knife and cuts the anchor line. After that, we decided that fishing was not in the cards that day. <laughs> oh my gosh! The what fuck was that? Oh, to tow like drag an entire boat with people on it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm. Uh, this one starts kind of weird. All right. I'm just going to read it. Okay. Ran 2000-ish. Indian Ocean on watch, maybe 0200. Okay. (laughs) Pitch black except for stars and quiet apart from the diesels. I noticed a humming sound, sort of halfway between hearing it and feeling it. This goes on for a while, but all of a sudden it got a lot more intense and suddenly I noticed a glow way under the water. I thought it was bioluminescence on a shark or whale or something, but it kept floating up and suddenly just shot off maybe half a knot mile, taking the hum with it in about one or two seconds. Nothing can move that quick underwater. I reported it and it was logged, but nothing came of it. Heard stories from shipmates about the same thing happening, but the glow goes into the air. Don't know about that, but what I saw, I have no explanation for. Holy shit. Aliens under the water. It has to be. You know, I did see a TikTok of this guy that was under underwater. And it it was it looked like on, you know, how there's rocks on the bottom or whatever. It looked like there was a bunch of rocks, and then on the rocks there were these like squiggly lines. Well, the guy that was under the water scuba diving was 
like the caption read that there were these creatures under the water and every now and then you would see these things like spread apart in the middle. And he was like, those are eyes. They are blinking. These things were huge, like huge. Oh my God. On the bottom of the ocean. And he was like, look, he's like, what is this? What is that? And he would like touch it and it would like close again. So creepy. I don't like underwater. I know. It's scary. All right. Live by a dam on the Mississippi River in Iowa. The divers that have to go down and check the concrete always only go down once. After that, they're done. Just nope the fuck out. Uh One guy I know did two tours in Iraq. He said it was nothing like that. Just freely be swimming along and all of a sudden... Three foot mouth of a catfish just sitting there. Oh my God. Waiting for something to swim by and into its hellhole. Oh. Water is always so murky that you can't see from end to end of it. I remember when I was a kid, you could snag for carp down there. My dad hit a seven foot cat that weighed in at around 85 pounds, but we couldn't keep them, so we had to throw them back. Grandfather said similar things. He worked at a power plant right along the river, and they had divers who would routinely need to go under and patch things up for the power plant underwater. Said majority of them went down once and never again after seeing the size of some of the catfish below, which they claimed could probably eat them. Oh my god. One of my art teachers in high school was also a diver and often did dives in one of the lakes in Arkansas. He regaled us with tales of catfish the size of small cars. He also had photos of the towns and settlements that got abandoned and flooded when they made the lake. Cool stuff. Holy shit. No. I didn't know catfish got that big. I didn't either. Oh my gosh. I can't. I can't. That's so creepy. And I think of all the times I've been in like a lake. Yeah. Never not, even not, not knowing what yeah what's under there. Never thought for a second there would be any gigantic fish. Oh, oh my no. god! No. Now you couldn't pay me enough to go in any body of no. water. No, no, thank you. Unless it's a swimming pool. That's yeah, and you could see the bottom. Yes, clearly. Yes. <laughs> for me, the memory that sticks with me was when I first realized just how powerful the sea is. I was working on a boat in Japan on my way back into port after a four-week swing. Just sat in my cabin one evening watching a film on my laptop when every now and again I noticed a bright flash from behind me. I turned around just in time to glance out my porthole as a bolt of lightning lit up the sea and captured a snapshot of an enormous wave just about to break over the side of the boat, which started getting tossed around like a toy. Certainly gave me the shivers. Whoa. That is scary. Yeah. I do a lot of night fishing off of South Carolina and Florida. I got a lot of fish that are bitten in half by sharks. Some of them have been very, very large. When you reel in a large sport fish's head, like some kind of sequel to The Old Man and the Sea, and realize the shark is close to half the size of your boat, And while you're miles offshore, essentially in the middle of nowhere, you get more than a little freaked out. Holy shit, there's no way. Mm -mm. I was a Navy sailor who went out to sea many times for weeks at a time. One of my jobs was being a lookout to spot boats, planes, things in the water or air, pretty much, and report it back to the ship. 
My lookout rotation could have, could have me standing watch during the day or night, sometimes both, and it was during the nights where I was pretty afraid, especially if you were at the back of the ship alone. For anyone who hasn't been out in the middle of the ocean in the middle of the night should realize you see many more lights in the sky than you would even in a city. And on Navy ships, they like to have very little lights on at night, so standing watch around 1 a.m. feels very alien sometimes. And during the nights without a bright moon to help with your vision, you may as well be on a different planet. There was this one time I saw a bright green color moving in the water slowly, and I didn't know what it was. My mind told me maybe it's a USO or something else. Eventually, I was told it was just plankton, but it sure looked freaky to someone who wasn't aware of the glowing plankton produces. Another time, me and another guy were standing watch together, and I decided just to look up during 2 a.m. and see what things I would come across, the midnight sky. I would see meteors streak across the sky, but a couple of times there were bright lights moving slowly out there. Perhaps a satellite, maybe, who knows, but I stared for a good 20 minutes in the sky and encountered approximately 15 of those slow-moving lights in different areas of the sky, perhaps many millions of miles apart. Either way, those were the few times I saw for myself how vast space really is and that there was so much unknowns out there that humans have yet to discover or explain. That was the creepiest one so far. Even if you, if, if there was nothing in the ocean, nothing, if it was just water, that's it, and you were out in the middle of it, that would in itself be scary. Mm -hmm. If you were out in the middle of nowhere, there's nothing around you, you can't see shit under the water. But then you add the aspect of how much creepy shit is in that water, and it, like, breaks my brain. <laughs> it's, Yeah. To me, any kind of water that you can't see. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, even if we knew for a fact there was nothing in the ocean, completely bare, just sand on the bottom and water, that would be creepy. Mm-hmm. But then you think of all this. Yeah. <laughs> all this stuff in there, too. Oh, my mm -hmm. gosh. No. No. My best friend and I left home one evening to go to a park, and I see a small fluorescent green, two-foot-long, alien-like figure that walked like that old Sasquatch video from the 70s, walk along a long wall on the other side of the road we were on in my peripheral vision, and I immediately froze in disbelief. I looked back, and it completely vanished. I immediately, immediately looked at my friend, and we both said, did you see that? We both yelled yes and ran to the other side of the road and found nothing. This was a long and tall wall. No way it was an animal. The lights were dim and the neighborhood was a very quiet one with no shops or anything, so it couldn't have been anything commercial. The figure did not seem as though it was beamed onto the wall. There were no vehicles anywhere either. We spent the next five minutes searching and still found nothing. The weird thing is that this was a significant moment in my life. I mean, who comes across this ever? However, 15 years later, I asked my friend if he remembered that day, and he had absolutely no idea what I was talking about. What? I don't drink or do drugs or anything. 
I mean, we both saw it. He confirmed at the time. It wasn't a dream either. I can't explain what the hell it was we saw that day. What does that have to do with the sea? It has nothing to do with the sea, but it's very creepy. <laughs> and why couldn't he remember? I don't know. Ooh, weird. That has nothing to do with the sea. <laughs> I'm really confused. I don't know. My mother told me that her father claimed he had spent a night in a swamp with a friend hunting for frogs and ended up seeing something that looked like a giant frog. When they shined their light on it, it stood up and started walking towards them on both its legs. They ran for their car and sped off. It was stranger still because it was the only weird story Grandpa ever told. He was also a teetotaler, so unless he had some sort of hallucination, I have no idea what he thought he saw. The only other possibility is he decided he would bullshit everyone just because. Um, that is creepy. That is very creepy. Okay, how many animals have just stood up? I know. And walked, like, what it's is, what is that? A giant frog? <laughs> oh my gosh. No. Weird. <laughs> I worked on a cruise ship for seven months as a youth staff taking care of kids while the parents partied up. At certain parts of the day, we closed the, the playroom to the older kids and just let parents with their children that are under two come in. This woman comes to the gate with a double stroller with two of the ugliest looking babies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> she asks if she can come in with her babies. Of course, I oblige, but something seems a little off. She takes the babies out of the stroller and puts them on the blanket that we have toys placed upon in the middle of the room. It is then that I realize what was so strange about these babies. They were dolls. <gasps> This woman was taking pictures of them with the toys and pretending they were alive, names and all. Oh. I just looked over at my co-worker and she's giving me the same look of shock and horror that I had on my face. We had no clue what to do or say. News spread quickly to other crew members on the ship about her. Apparently, she bought gold bracelets for them at the, at the jewelry sh shop on board. The woman is by far the most amazing and strangest thing I have ever witnessed at sea. Oh, my gosh. That reminds me of that lady yeah. at the restaurant. Absolutely. That's so sad. What is happening? Yeah. Weird. I don't know. I almost hit a sea turtle the size of a mattress off the coast <laughs> of Washington. Oh, my God. It suddenly appeared, and I threw the engine in reverse and swerved hard to port, throwing passengers off their seats. I looked out the starboard window as I went by and seen two eyes staring at at me on a head the size of a basketball. Oh my gosh. That's funny because I actually just saw there's TikToks <laughs> that um, it was like things that uh, are bigger than you think. Ooh. There was a sea turtle that had been washed up on and it was like pulling itself back and it was fucking huge. Oh my gosh. Huge. See? Yeah. Another thing. That's in the water. Yeah. That is huge. Yeah. So creepy. I could Ooh. probably eat you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally could. Oh, no. Not amazing in a good way, but on the flight deck during flight ops, business as usual, launching planes and dodging jet blasts, all of a sudden, the air boss calls out to get ready for emergency landing. 
In like 3.5 seconds, the landing area was completely clear before I could even realize what was said. While the jet didn't make it to landing, I watched a $60 million F-18 just go into the ocean. Oh my God. The pilots ejected and needed to get pulled out of the water, of course. It all happened so fast, I would almost swear that the helicopter pilots literally appeared out of thin air, spun that bitch up, and were hovering over the water with a rescue swimmer roping out in an instant. This all happened in what seemed like less than five minutes. I was in total shock and sick to my stomach because nobody immediately knew whether or not the pilots were okay. They were. Both had quite a few broken bones. The same jet I watched take off minutes before was deep-sixed. Hmm. Whatever that means. I think probably destroyed. I guess. That would be crazy to see. Yeah. I was canoeing on the east, on the coast of Florida with my wife. That is not what that said. <laughs> I was canoeing on the coast of Florida and my wife said, let's paddle up to that log. We did. Right before we reached it, the log snorted heavily and swam oh. away. Oh my God. <laughs> it scared the shit out of me. My wife laughed because she knew it was a manatee and knew what would happen. She grew up in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. My friend went undesignated, no official job, for the Navy and had to clean and sweep an entire deck. They didn't give him a dustpan, and when he asked where the dirt should go, they said to just make do. He picked it up and ate it. Um, Not sure if that counts as what you're asking for. That's it. Um, that is not what we're asking for. No. <laughs> that is disgusting. Why just sweep it off the side of the fucking boat? Oh my gosh. <laughs> when I was younger and on a family holiday in Grand Canaria, 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 I don't know. What were? Right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Canaria? Oh. We went on a boat trip around the island. Seemed like a good way to waste the day in the sun. We were on a medium-sized catamaran, and between the two holes, there was a kind of netting that people were sitting on. It was a pretty chill time, and 12-year-old me loved sitting on it and looking out at sea. Then we hear the crew yell something. They spotted dolphins. Cool. So we get up, can see them jumping a bit off in the distance in parallel to how we're traveling. Then we notice they're getting closer and closer. I go back to the netting, thinking I'll be able to see one as it passes beneath the boat. I look down at just the wrong moment at this complete derp of a dolphin decides <laughs> that was the perfect time to jump when oh, he was no. underneath the boat and headbutts me. Oh, my gosh. He lands back in the water and the school moves on. But my day is ruined by a bloody nose and black eye from getting a Glasgow <laughs> kiss by fucking flipper. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that would suck. Yeah. This is my last one. Freshwater boater here. I typically hunt and fish the Arkansas River where I'm at. It's a huge body of water. One day while fishing in some lazy backwater off the Arkansas, we, my girlfriend and I, heard a faint, very faint, raised voice. We stopped and listened intently. The, the wind and noises of the water lapping against the side of the boat made it impossible to make out what they were saying, but it sounded serious. 
So we stowed the fishing gear and made towards the sound. When we came out of the backwater area towards the main channel, we could see a capsized boat with two people clinging to it desperately, screaming for help. A pretty dangerous situation. They appeared to have no life vests on, and the river was carrying them away. We made our way over and helped the couple into our boat and made for shore so I could go back and retrieve the boat. Another boater saw what was happening and made his way to the capsized boat. The couple were older and clearly exhausted from their ordeal. From talking with them, they told me they had hit a sandbar going top speed. It was only a 25 HP motor and a 16-foot boat. And when the boat suddenly stopped, water swamped over the stern and turned the boat over. After dropping the couple off on the bank with my girlfriend to rest, I helped the other boat tow the boat to the bank. When we got it there, we managed to get enough of the boat onto the bank so we could turn it over and begin dewatering it. Once it was seaworthy again, I towed it back to the boat ramp for them, and they were able to get it back on a trailer, and they left after thanking us profusely. Holy shit. They didn't have a good day. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have some creepy strangers okay. again. First one, I went to my neighborhood 7-Eleven to get cigarettes. I had just shut the door to my car and put my seatbelt on when a man walked up to my window. He was smiling and motioning for me to roll the window down. He obviously wasn't an employee, so I smiled, shook my head no, and started my car. He didn't take the hint. He was still standing there looking at me while I was waiting for him to move so I could back out of the parking spot. I saw him reach for my door handle. Almost in slow motion, and in a split second, I slapped the lock down and yelled no and laid on the horn. This was very good advice from a friend once. If you're in danger, lock the doors and lay on the horn. I almost heard my friend's voice in my head while I did it. The creepiest thing is that the guy looked taken aback and confused. He looked at me like, what? What's the matter? Then just kind of walked away. I watched him walk down the block before I left to make sure he didn't come back. He was a normal looking guy too. Uh, didn't look strung out or aggressive, but look out. Those are the guys or the ones that get you. Mm -hmm. And of course he's like, what? What would I do? Fuck you. <laughs> that was beautiful. You need to edit that out. <laughs> do I have to? Yes. <laughs> That's gross. Okay. A few years ago, I was renting a house in Northern California. I got home from work one day midwinter. When I got out of my car, I caught a whiff of cigarette smoke. That was odd as I had never smelled that before around the house. I didn't see anyone nearby, so I ignored it and went inside. I woke up sometime later, sure that I had heard a noise inside my house. I reached over to my bedside table and picked up my cell phone. The bright light from the phone screen and number pad blinded me. Through squinted eyes, I could make out that it was nine-something. There were a couple of seconds of silence before I heard loud footfalls as someone started running through the bottom floor of my house. I leapt out of the bed and ran to the closet. They were already up the stairs by the time I opened the door and stepped inside. I heard whoever it was in my house thunder down the hallway, past my door, and into the bathroom. That gave me enough time to open the attic access in the ceiling of my closet and hoist myself up. I had just started to lift myself up when I heard the person run back out of the bathroom. My feet were barely inside the attic when my bedroom door burst open. I heard footsteps run into my room and stop. 
When they didn't see me in that room, they ran back into the hallway and into another room, which just had boxes stacked in a corner, some weights, and a table. I guess they decided that if someone were hiding, it would be in the bedroom, because they charged back into my room and turned on the light. A moment later, the closet door was ripped open. From my vantage point, all I could see was from their knee down. They were wearing dirty blue jeans with, with frayed cuffs and worn work boots. After a few seconds of looking into the, in the closet, they stepped away and I heard a loud crash come from my room, followed by a scream of frustration and anger. They went back down the stairs. I heard crashes and clatters as things were thrown around and furniture was knocked over. After some time, the noises stopped. I slowly started counting. When I reached a thousand, I decided it was safe enough to come down and call the police. The first thing I noticed when I exited my closet was that the intruder had flipped over my bed. I assume in an, in an attempt to find me. <sighs> that is creepy. That is scary. Yeah. Okay, next one. In the second half of 1998, I had taken a job as a security guard at a plant that made locks. Being a kid, I usually worked one of the three shifts, 4 p.m. to 12 a.m., 7.30 p.m. to 3.30 a.m., or 12 a.m. to 8 a.m. The 7.30 to 3 a.m. shift was for extra coverage, so there were always two of us there from 7.30 to midnight. It was a routine, boring job for the most part. We did our rounds, logged anything out of the ordinary, and watched a tiny monitor displaying the CCTV feed. By late March of 99, I served my notice and prepared to head cross-country. A new hire was brought in to fill my spot, a soft-spoken man named Calvin. As part of his training, Calvin spent most of his time working at all hours. Most nights, he worked with me and Amira, a female guard who was around my age. I was 18 at the time. Calvin, who was about a decade older, was quiet and polite, though something seemed to be missing. There's a spark that, that genuinely nice people seem to have, and he didn't possess it. Whenever he went on rounds with me, he'd ask questions about the job and make small talk. I noticed that he was a little odd, laughing at odd times and changing his tone mid-sentence. At the time, I chalked it up to him being awkward, that, but that wouldn't last. One night near the end of our first of his first week, he went on rounds with Amara. When they returned to the office, I knew something was wrong. Normally talkative, she barely said a word. Not sure what had occurred, I waited until Calvin had gone to the restroom to ask. During their trip, everything had been normal until they reached the brass mill, a portion of the plant that shut down at 6 p.m. There were usually no employees there after that time and no lights. They were making their way to the checkpoint on landing atop of a flight of stairs when the mood shifted. She told me that she turned around only to find that he was right on her. Startled, she backed up against the grating at the end of the landing and he leaned in toward her, his face nearly touching hers. He flirted in a low voice and when she mentioned his wedding band, he said it would be over soon. From then on, I did the rounds ta uh, taking Calvin with me each time. The night ended without further incident, and I left a note for our supervisor detailing what had occurred. The next night came and went with no Calvin. I did the rounds while Amaro stayed in the locked office. Same thing the night after. Then, on my second to last shift, I come in and find her freaking out. She found out why Calvin hadn't been at work. He had been arrested for murdering his wife. 
She had been dismembered and burned, and parts of her body were placed in a pond less than a mile from where we worked. That night and the next, Amara called the jail just to make sure they were still holding him. Based on the time frame, he had killed his wife months before he had started the job. Hmm. Next one, I was watching my daughter's kids while she and her husband went out of town. They have a teenage daughter. Let's, uh, let's say her name is Alyssa. At like 3 a.m., I'm awoken by a weird rustling sound and look out the window to see movement. I saw a boy emerge from the bushes on the side of the house and a bike tossed on the lawn that definitely wasn't ours. So I went out to the porch, flipped the lights on, and said, Can I help you? in my classroom voice. The guy looked surprised but not nervous. He was wearing a Letterman-style jacket, but once I got a clear view of him in the streetlights, he seemed much older than my granddaughter. Gruff and more wiry than athletic. He walked up closer to the house and said, yeah, I'm looking for Alyssa. I gave him a disapproving glare, but I'm thinking what must have happened is Alyssa knew her parents were going out of town and maybe before she knew I'd be staying over, told a secret older boyfriend to come over. So I said, I'm sorry, who? And he said, Alyssa, you know, Alyssa, last name. This is her house. I thought, he knew her full name, they must be at least friends. I said, you wait there. He started to walk up and I felt a sick burning in my gut. Instincts kicked in and I yelled, no, stop, freeze. Then readjusted and said, you stay right there, this is private property, don't take a step closer, wait there. So I go in and Alyssa is asleep just one room over from where the rustling first occurred. I wake her up and say something to the effect of, I don't know what the big idea was to have friends over at this time of night, but you can tell them to go home. She had no clue what I was talking about. So I say, there's a guy outside asking for you. Confused, she gets up and goes to the window. She sees him and goes white as a sheet. He asked for me? Yeah. By name? Yes. Call the police. I've never seen him in my life. <laughs> I called 911 immediately, but as I was on the phone with them, Alyssa started tugging on my arm. He's coming up. I had younger kids in the house to think about, so I kept the door latched and yelled. I asked my husband, and none of us know Alyssa, last name, leave my property or I'm calling 911. He got angry and started yelling at her to come out. Thankfully, the police came pretty quickly, and when he heard the sirens, he grabbed the bike and ran off. I watched where he was running, and he jumped into the passenger side of a car without headlights or front plates and sped off. <gasps> Wait, he had a bike and a car? Yeah, I took the bike over to the car that was waiting for him. That's weird. Uh, my dad started working at various gas stations, and since we lived in a small town, the owners wouldn't care if I came there and helped him out with stocking the coolers or even running the register as long as I didn't sell any beer or smokes. In 1990, I had gotten my learner's permit, and my dad would let me drive him to and from work just to get some experience on the road, both day and at night. I was sitting in my usual spot at a table that was set up along the windows, and I remember glancing up because a lady was walking up our parking lot from the direction of the interstate. This in itself was really strange because where we were located, you didn't get many people walking and definitely not walking from the direction of the interstate. She came into the store, looked around for a few minutes, and I remember getting just a strange and creepy feeling about her. 
She walked up to the counter and started telling my dad a story about how she had gotten stranded and needed a ride up to the next big town uh, north from us. Uh, Akala was the town. This is important. My dad lets her know that he's working and there's no way he can take her. She turns and looks at me, and while she's looking away from, from him, my dad catches my eye and subtly shakes his head, no. I was confused for a second, but then she turns back to my dad and points at me, asking if I could take her. My dad responded back that I only had my learner's permit and wouldn't be able to drive her anywhere and then drive back. Normally, I would have done it, even though it was illegal, because I had done it a few times already. I didn't argue with my dad since he was completely out of, since this was completely out of character for him. He was normally chatty with the customers, but for whatever reason, he was almost curt and dismissive of her. Turns out he had got a bad vibe about her from the minute he had seen her walking up the drive. Well, she cusses him out for a minute and then basically tells her, he basically tells her to get out of the store. She slammed the door open, and I thought the glass was going to break from how hard she had slammed it. I keep an eye on her and continue to watch as she makes her way back up toward the interstate and starts up the northbound on-ramp. Almost a year passes, and I'm in my bedroom less than a week before my 16th birthday. I hear my dad yelling from the living room, Son, get your ass in here and look at this. I quickly run to the living room and see my dad pointing at the TV. I look at the mugshot of the lady up on the screen and immediately remember the lady who had been in the store. Turns out, I almost gave a car ride to Eileen Warnos. Oh my gosh. Who was later convicted of being a serial murderer and then later put to death. Still have nightmares about what could have happened. Ooh, I got chills. I know. Oh my God. They're lucky. Yeah. She didn't fucking kill both of them. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so to start, I'm a transgender woman, I'm single, and I make my status as trans very clear on my dating profiles, except one, because they consider that to be talking about sex, and they will straight up ban you. So I state instead that I'm a huge proponent of trans rights. So this guy messages me, and he lives about an hour away. Kind of cute in a mildly creepy way, like something seems a little off about him, but people can't help how they look, so I give him a chance, just like I would want. We have a nice conversation, and he finally asks me for my number, and without thinking about it, I give him the number, but I tell him I'm getting ready for my evening classes, so I'll be slow to respond. A few minutes go by, and I get a hi, it's username from online. Now, usually I send a standard quick message explaining that I'm trans, but like I said, I was getting ready to go to class, so I hadn't sent that message yet. A few minutes go by, and I'm about to text him my standard when I get another text. Who the fuck is full dead name? So like the name that this person used when they were before they were trans. Um, why is he paying your cell phone bill? Me. Where did you even get that name? Him. Answer the question, who is he? Oh my God. I'm honestly stunned at this point, and I realize he must have paid one of those shady websites that offer personal info for a fee. Well, if you must know, I'm transgender, and that used to be my name. I was about to tell you when you pulled that stunt. Please do us a favor, lose my number. That's incredibly invasive, and I don't want to talk to you anymore. Uh, then he answers, 
do you still live at my address at the time in my hometown? I'm coming to see you so we can talk about this in person. Mm. Me lying. No, I moved out a few months ago and I'm getting ready to head out. Like I said, you need to leave me alone. Don't contact me again. Him. Since you have something to hide, I'm going to run a full background check on you. You lied to me and I don't appreciate that. I threatened to call law, law enforcement. Um, I didn't hear anything else from him for a few weeks. Then one day, I thought I saw him at a local grocery store. Same dark hair, thick glasses frames, and just creepy guy staring at me, watching me as I shop. One night when I was alone, I just kept getting this weird feeling and smelling smoke. I had an ASL video due uh, the next morning, so I was up all night practicing and recording the video signing the same story over and over again until I was almost a dance until it was almost a dance rather than narration. Finally around 7 a.m. I had the video finished and sent sent in and was ready for bed. I woke up and got ready for school. I was running a bit late and had to hurry out the door. Excuse me. Holy shit. You got to edit that too. How about I add it mine and not yours? No. <laughs> okay. What is up with us tonight? Well, I'm drinking <coughs> a soda. I, I don't know what's your problem. It's water. <laughs> anyway. Okay. I uh, woke up and got ready for school. I was running a bit late and had to hurry out the door, but I noticed something weird, uh, but didn't have time to stop and register it. When I got home, I saw what had been bugging me. Each apartment had a small garden on each side of the porch. Mine was nothing but gravel and pavers the previous tenant had put in, but it was tidy, except for a pile of cigarette butts that looked like someone had dumped their car ashtray in my garden. There was no other trash, just that pile, right in front of my bedroom window. I don't think anything about it at first and just get a broom and dustpan and sweep it up. As I'm doing it, my neighbor, an old man, comes out and asks if my boyfriend ever got a hold of me. I ask him what he means, and he tells me there was a young man waiting for me on my front porch off and on for a few hours last night, and that he'd uh, seen the same guy around before and thought he was my boyfriend. I asked what he looked like, dark hair, thick glasses, chain smoking. Mm. I moved out of the state then a few weeks later for unrelated reasons and have legally changed my name since, with closed records. Wow. Holy shit. What the what is wrong with these dudes? I don't I don't know. They're fucking nuts. Alright. And this is my last one. I was 16 and was visiting friends down the road. It was maybe three to five a three to five minute walk from my apartment. It's about 9 p.m. and I'm walking home. I'm a female. I feel I have to be more alert to things around me when I'm walking at night. I notice a man on the other side of the road walking in the same direction as me. I pay no attention to it uh, because it's not unusual. After a minute, he crosses the road and is now walking behind me. I start to get uncomfortable and a slight wave of anxiety washes over me. I start walking a little faster and that's when I hear the whoosh whoosh of the legs rubbing against his windbreaker pants and the whooshing was getting faster. No matter how many times I tried to walk a little faster, so does he. When I get to the end of the road, where I have to turn, I run a little once I'm out of his line of sight. 
At this point, I'm not even a minute from my apartment. I finally get there and rush inside the doors. I slam the buzzer uh, to get let in. I look out the window of the door and the man is stopped on the sidewalk three cars from me. The parking lot was six spaces, three on each side. He's just looking at me and I'm panicking. He starts walking toward me. I finally get buzzed in and I run inside. I slam the locked door behind me just as he reaches the front door and run as fast as I could up the three flights of stairs. I was terrified. The moments spent waiting to get buzzed in felt like a lifetime and the image of him walking toward me at the door was one I'll never forget. It felt like something out of a movie. Scary. That is fucking scary. All right, it's time for the witty wrap up. Yay, witty wrap up! I did funny tweets. Okay, I'm so surprised. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> I told my toddler he was so cute I could just eat him up, and now he's bringing me snacks from the kitchen, so I'm not hungry. <laughs> Aww, <laughs> scared the shit out of your kid. <laughs> my kid's friend's mom always has some exciting craft for them to do when they go to her house. When my kids' friends are over, I just sit on the couch and occasionally call out, does anyone want chips? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was what well, you're supposed to do. That is what you're supposed oh, okay, to do. Oh, okay. That, per- that other person went way overboard. Yeah, they I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> They're very bored. <laughs> Google's Thanksgiving recipes. Google's easy Thanksgiving recipes. <laughs> Google's really easy Thanksgiving recipes. <laughs> Google's is McDonald's open on Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's so something I do. I'm like, okay. Oh, that I have done that. Easy dinner recipes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, quick and easy dinner recipes. Then I even go to the three ingredient yeah. recipes. <laughs> yeah, so funny. <laughs> the internet's the best. I know. My toddler just slapped me with one glove. She may not know what it means, but I'm a woman of honor. We duel at dawn. Fuck yeah. <laughs> she don't know what she just started. <laughs> <laughs> My kids were screaming at each other. I told them to stop fighting. They said they weren't fighting. They were playing Karens. Oh now God. everybody is grounded. <laughs> oh my God, they're playing Karens? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> That means just being assholes, I guess. Awesome. Everyone's grounded. <laughs> oh, my God. That is hilarious. We're playing Karen. <laughs> I feel so bad for anyone named Karen I that's, know. like, just a sweet lady. <laughs> Ten-year-old said she doesn't like my coffee breath, but she'd rather deal with that than my decaf personality. Oh. I think she's figured out marriage. <laughs> That's great. Decaf personality. <laughs> Daddy, are you going to pick me up from art club or do I have to ride the bus that smells like bare feet and underwear? And other ways 11-year-olds communicate with their parents. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> I feel a little slimmer after a week of eating mostly goldfish crackers, clementines, fig <laughs> newtons, and string cheese. I'm calling this the toddler diet. Oh, my gosh. It's the best. <laughs> Today, I had a significant first-time experience as a parent to young children. These kids just pranked me with a whoopee cushion while I was on a work call. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) 
Me, you can pick between Superman or Spider-Man, three-year-old. I pick Batman. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Isn't that always the way? (laughs) Our TV remote stopped working, and 12-year-old just went ahead and replaced the batteries. He didn't even try giving the old ones a little shake to bring them back to life. Have I taught this boy nothing? (laughs) I give mine a little shake. Twist them around. Take them out. Switch the places. Switch them around. And sometimes it works. It does. Like for another few days. It does. Damn kids. (laughs) They know anything. (laughs) My kids ran out of corks for art projects, so I ordered a case of wine. I feel this is my moment to shine. (laughs) I got you covered. (laughs) Just give me a few. (laughs) Told my kids. Kids. (laughs) Holy shit. Told my kids to build a fort to get them off their iPads. So now they're in the fort watching their iPads. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do you think service dogs think other dogs are losers with no job? Or do you think they're jealous of dogs with no job? (laughs) Why don't they think it was shit? I don't think they understand anything. (laughs) That's so funny. My toxic trait is rewarding myself for being financially responsible by being financially irresponsible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think everyone does that. I think they do. We all deserve a treat. That's right. <laughs> I did so good. <laughs> I like how when I order one thing from a company, they email me every single day forever. Yep. Yep. Here, you might like this. Or you might like this. <laughs> this is on clearance. You want this? <laughs> And this is my last one. When I'm on my deathbed, I'm going to be like, I left four million in the, and then die. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Best last prank of all time. <laughs> That's all I got. I left 40 million in the. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <sighs> all right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we, we so appreciate it. Uh, send in your stories. You guys are the best. Keep sending them in. We want all of them. Ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, also, a big thank you to anyone who has rated us. You guys are the best. We have five, I think. <laughs> but they're so nice. And it only Very took nice. us, what, four years? <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> you guys are great. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I just just want to throw that out there because we won't talk to you again before Thanksgiving. So thank you guys so much. You know you know who you are. There's only a handful. Um, so yeah, rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen. Um, and happy Thanksgiving to all of you Americans. And we will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.